passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. Morning, Chuck. Morning, guys. What a football weekend. Not just for Arkansas, as we were kind of talking about during the break. I mean, Texas goes toe-to-toe with Alabama. Notre yeah. Dame falls. You had uh, news with the Dallas Cowboys last night. I mean, I mean all the teams you the team you love won, Chuck, and all the teams you hate lost. I mean, that was it was great. Well, I mean, and you know, I was thinking about all the things that we had to talk about today, and I'm going through the list, and then, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Razorbacks. And, uh, I mean, it was just a, um, you know, it was that kind of weekend. It was that kind of Saturday. I think that uh, you're right, Tommy. A lot of the teams that we wanted to get beat got beat, and there were upsets, and uh, three of the top ten teams went down. And it, I, th- I think the thing that made it kind of neat was it was not a weekend where we thought we'd see upsets. You know, it was not one of those weekends that you thought, oh, this is this is a weekend where we're primed to have a bunch of upsets, and then lo and behold, by the end of the day, three top ten teams have lost. buddy of mine, uh, we were driving up the hill to, to the game, and we were just talking about that Texas-Alabama game. He goes, you know, and he, and he was obviously spot on with what he said about Chester, so driving up 49 is, you know, the whole world's going one way with this Alabama-Texas oh, yeah. game. He said, we ought, to, we ought to put some money down and take the horns and the points. And I'm like... You know, I bet a lot of people did. It, it, I bet it, a lot. Of, and he's right. Just on the principle. The world went one way, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, just on principle, you see all those points. Somebody should have gone the other way. Yeah, I, I think that was a uh, that was a huge surprise. I wonder how many people watching our game during the commercials went over to the Alabama-Texas game and maybe a time or two didn't make it back in time for the first play of our game because I think that um, – it was just that kind of Saturday, and hey, that's what those TV guys want. They want you flipping back, or they they prefer you not flip to the other channel, but they want you watching so much TV that everybody everybody gets some eyeballs on their game. And 
I just thought Saturday was a was a good day for college football right up to the end of the night. I thought the hire Steve Sarkeesian made of Gary Patterson was on display on Saturday. I thought that defense came to play. Offense didn't. Once they lost ears, they just didn't have anything clicking. Card did his best, but we saw it last year. He wasn't, moment, he wasn't ready for the moment in favor last year, and he just didn't look like he was ready for the moment against Alabama. I, I, th- I thought that game was about Alabama. I, I, I would now, and I'm not taking anything away from Texas's effort, but I went back and watched that yesterday. Um, Alabama just shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. You know, we as fans, we all have a habit. We all have a habit of saying, well, if we do that against so-and-so, we're going to get beat. If we do that against these guys, we're going to get beat. Well, first off, that's a separate game. And it doesn't have anything to do with what's happening today. But, you know, I, I heard a lot of our fans after the first game that, oh, South, you know, South Carolina is going to beat us if we do that. My point is, in Tuscaloosa today, they're saying if we keep doing that, Arkansas is going to beat us here in a couple of weeks. Or we're going to get beat next week. Alabama was penalized. Alabama made a lot of mistakes. Alabama played a very un-Alabama-like game. I thought that was the story. Take nothing away from Texas. You know, they did lose. They did not win the game. They lost, and they missed opportunities to win. But I thought that Alabama played in a way that I've not seen Alabama play in a long time. I don't know if it's a sign of things to come or not. We'll find out. He tends to get these things corrected. But Alabama did not play an Alabama-like game. Uh, 15 penalties? I mean, that's a season's worth. What's well, the most ever in the saving Tuscaloosa well, era? I know, but that, I mean, that's a season's worth in conference games for those guys. They uh, Saban will get that cleaned up. Will Anderson even had one like a roughing uh, or an uns, or a roughing the uh, he just hit a running back after he fell down and Saban's just kind of looking at him. It's like, what are you doing, man? You're an All American. You don't make those bonehead mistakes. But yeah, Alabama, I would guess, is probably not going to have those type of mental miscues when they come to Fayetteville. I think even the and y'all watched it probably with closer detail than I. Even the play where Quinn Ewers got injured and hurt his clavicle, I think there was a roughing flag on that play wasn't there i i believe that's correct yeah on, and i think i think, I think turner i think turner, turner it's like that nfl rule where you land your full body yeah. weight on him or whatever mm-hmm. i think that's what they called in that at one that point. thing that um you know one thing we're going to learn again this year we're going to relearn it again this year is that if you base your opinion on what's going to happen next saturday or what happened this past saturday you can lose your house <laughs> i mean every week is different Every week is different. Every game is different. These 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 things that we all again say that if they do this, if they do this, if they do that, you don't know what they're going to do because every week is different. Alabama could play next week and get one penalty. Uh, and the week after that, they could get ten. Uh, every game's different. When you say that, it makes me think about the disclaimer that comes up when the stockbrokers advertise past performance does not indicate. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly, That's exactly right. What you're saying there. That's exactly right. <laughs> past performance doesn't dictate anything. Exactly. And uh, um, that's how college football works. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you, UL Monroe's in for some this week. I, uh, the last non-conference team, by the way, to. Uh, to beat Bama, the fifty-four. It was a fifty-three game streak that moved to fifty-four as a point away from being uh, being lost by Nick. Well, Sandy. you know, give Texas credit for competing, and I mean, you talked oh, yeah. about it a minute ago. The whole world was against him. It was perfect for Sark. I mean, can you not? I mean, any good coach that has any kind of verbal skill, when the whole world's against you, you ought to be able to give a heck of a pregame talk. And I would imagine he did. Yeah. Hey, before we take some calls, we got a few racked up here. Just your first thoughts or. 
first takes you want to have on the game Saturday where Arkansas, you know, ends up winning by two touchdowns. But that game kind of went back and forth, it felt to me, Chuck, with uh, you thought you were comfortable, then it'd tighten up. Then you'd get a little more of a lead, and it'd tighten back up. I think we're going to see some games like that this year. I never felt like South Carolina was going to win the game. No. And here's why. And let's go back to maintaining control of the game. It starts with the offensive line. 295 yards to 40. That's the story. That's the story of the ball game, and that's how you win, and that's when either that allows you, even when the other side hits some big plays, that allows you to run the football, maintain order, and um, that's what they were able to do. As Tommy said, we are racked up with calls, so let's take some starting in South Arkansas, going to Camden. Charlie, your, your thoughts on Arkansas's performance Saturday? Oh, man, what a game. Um uh... You know, I'll check it. I was one of those guys that was flipping uh, back and forth between Arkansas, South Carolina, and Alabama, Texas. I'll tell you what, I do feel a little, and I, I hate to even say this because I hate Texas, but I do feel a little sorry for them because I felt like, no offense to, you know, Alabama, they might have had 15 penalties, but they probably should have had almost 20 because there were some calls, and I know there are always calls that are missed in a game. But there were some horrible calls missed on Alabama in that game that might have, you know, changed the outcome of the game. And I think oh. it just always comes back to I've always felt like Alabama has gotten some breaks when they've needed to uh, in close games. I'm not even going to go there with that this morning. I'm just going to comment on um, Arkansas. I thought, you know, listen, you know, I know everybody's a little bit worried about, you know, the vertical passing game, and that's fine. but you know, like Ty said, you know, if Matt Landers makes that catch, I mean, might have a little bit of a different conversation. I think teams are – they're not coming down and, you know, if you're going to run for five yards per carry or whatever Arkansas is averaging right now, you know, I'm not going to stop running the ball either. And until a team says, you know what, we're going to load the box and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna stop you from running the football and make these guys on the out and come up and – they're playing so far off our wide receivers. I think people need to understand, you know, I'm watching these plays. They're like 10 yards off of these guys on a lot of plays. So it's kind of hard to throw the ball over the top when, when they're playing you like that. And the one time they did challenge you, KJ changed the play at the line of scrimmage, and he took a shot and hit the guy right in the hand. So, you know, he he's going to score on that play. Nobody, I mean, nobody's there. So, you know, I know people are a little worried about this vertical game, but you know, until somebody says, you know what, we're going to load up, we're going to stop the run and, you know, make you throw the ball down the field. And I say you keep doing what you're doing. It's working. That's how we play. So, anyways, guys, I, I think the defense is going to continue to get better. I'm glad that uh, what's-his-name, Miles Flusher, is okay. And uh, Drew Sanders is everything as advertised. <laughs> He's going to continue to get better. And, I, I'm, hey, we're headed in the right direction. You know, here was my take coming away, guys, big picture. And I like what Charlie has to say there, and I'm going to use that to kind of say what I'm saying here. Did you watch anybody this weekend that scared you? Hmm. If you're a Razorback fan, did you watch anybody this weekend that you thought, we can't beat those guys? Not a single one of them. I'm going to tell you who scared me more than anybody this weekend was BYU. That's who scared me more than anybody. Um, There's nobody on this schedule we can't beat. Now, that's not saying we're going to win them all. I'm not saying that. Every game's different, and you never know how it's going to go on a Saturday. But uh, I didn't watch anybody this weekend that I'm scared of.
at BYU, uh, you know, the way they took took care of Baylor, and what was an overtime game there, but that, that that that's going to be a harder game. Here was my thought after watching that. The BYU game will be more difficult. The Cincinnati game will be has been more difficult than a couple of your conference games will be. That will well, be absolutely so. on the level of a mid-level SEC game, in my BYU's, opinion. BYU's better than Missouri. I don't, I don't think it's close. BYU's better than Missouri by five touchdowns. Yeah, they got I mean, housed. BYU would hang half a hundred on Missouri. I mean, there's no compar- I mean, there's no comparison. They got housed by Kansas State. I think that game Kansas was in They're State. the worst team yeah. in the SEC. They're worse than Vanderbilt. Yeah. They're the yeah. worst team in the SEC. Was that, who's hot take? Was that you or Chuck? One of y'all said that, that was last mine. week. And I think, was it was, mine. Uh, I think that's spot on based on what you well, saw from their performance. Jaron Hall, the BYU quarterback, can play. They get that victory in overtime. I think it was 26-20 over Baylor, that's not going to mean anything. I told you before the season, that was my sweet Well, there was, there was well, a reason but, I put him at 14 in the power rankings last but, week. But, but, but let's not get too far off on BYU. My point is, is that Arkansas right now, with the way they can run the football, like what Charlie was saying, they can control the game. There was at no point Saturday where I didn't feel like Arkansas was in control. And yeah. to his point about the wide receivers, Landers is getting 10 yards of cushion every time. Every time, and he's there. Like when you ask guys, "Hey, where's the vertical passing game?" We well, can't really go deep if a guy's backed off. Now well, they play bump and run; it's a different story. But a lot of times, KJ will just throw that hitch route. Landers will get seven. Let's eight not on. get caught up in all that. If Arkansas is playing well, KJ is going to throw the ball twenty to twenty-five times, and the vast majority of those throws are not going to be deep balls. If we get into a situation where KJ's got to throw it deep and he's throwing 30 times, we're getting beat. We're getting beat. I mean, the numbers, you got to look at the numbers at the end of the day. And KJ, 20 to 25, that's the perfect number for him. It's becoming clear. If you want to beat Arkansas, you better stop the run. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. You can't line. beat you Arkansas gotta... if you don't do that. Exactly. You've, you've got to force uh, the Razorbacks to throw. Hey, WT Equipment has eight locations to take care of everyone across Arkansas and North Louisiana. Their newest locations in Searcy. They're also in Springdale. They're your authorized New Holland agricultural and construction equipment dealer. Sales, service, parts, whatever you need, they've got it. And they're taking care of everybody right now with compact track loaders and excavators on the construction side. If you're thinking about fall harvest, they got what you need for that as well. Again, eight locations in Arkansas and North Louisiana. Great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. So when you're ready to invest in agricultural or construction equipment, go to your local and nearest WT Equipment location. Find them online at WTEquip.com. Since this guy's called in in Cyclone Country, Danny and Russell, I do want to pay this. How about uh, old Albert getting to 697? And now it's Albert Pujols with a chance to tie this game or maybe even better than that, give the Cardinals the lead. The young deals. Pujols swings and lifts a high fly ball. That's it deep. Center field. It might go. It's a gunner. It's a gunner for Pujols. He gives the Cardinals the lead in the ninth inning with home run. Six, nine, seven. Danny, I know you probably want to talk some Arkansas football too, but I figured you might touch on that as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you were talking about BYU. The last time we went out west to, to play a team on the road, I think we went to Colorado State. That's right. Didn't go well. Uh, you have to. You have to. You have to take into account that altitude is no joke. I don't know. It's probably seven thousand feet there. I'm not sure what it is. But if you've ever been out there, it, it's a difference, and you have to be prepared for it. That's one reason 
uh, we have to run the football. If we don't, we're going to get torched. Uh, we gave up, what, 300 yards passing Saturday? Uh, you know, that's going to – Sam said we don't have any weaknesses, but if there is a weakness on this team, we just can't cover uh, good enough. And hopefully we're getting better. We looked a little better Saturday. But uh, as far as Albert goes, when he came to the Cardinals, I thought he's washed up. You know, he gonna it's a it's a nice storybook ending. But these last few home runs he's hit, they put the car. I mean, we were trailing. He, uh, I mean, you're talking about clutch home runs, and uh, he's got 18 and very limited playing time. I mean. He, if you extrapolate him playing more, it ain't no telling because he's, you know, he's he's a, he's hidden. He's not just a publicity stunt. And uh, got 21 games left. He's got to get to 700. I mean, come on, you can't get to 699 and quit. So I'm just saying, hey, let's get it done, Albert. Let's get that 700. Go out in style, win the World Series. You guys have a good day. You know, one thing about a guy like Pujols, and, and that's a good call, Danny, and I think a lot of people sort of felt that in baseball when he signed with the Cardinals. It was just going to be sort of a farewell tour. He's going to get a lot of gifts when they travel around, and um, that's going to be it. If you're old enough to remember Willie Mays when he was 42, it was sad to watch Willie Mays at the end. Pujols is not like that. Pujols is in a pennant race, and that's what makes this different, and that's what makes this chase consequential. To the outside observer, this is about Albert getting to 700 to cardinal people this is about winning the pennant this is about what danny said a minute ago hitting home runs that give you the lead hitting consequential home runs not ceremonial home runs consequential home runs albert's a competitor and that's why he's doing this right now he's average wise the hottest hitter in the national league since the all-star break i feel like right now every time he comes to the plate he's going to hit a home run um They've utilized him in the right way. They've not overutilized him against right-handed hitters. They play to his strengths. I think Marmel's done a good job in terms of when they've inserted him into the lineup, when he's hit. But I think the biggest thing is that the Cardinals are in the race, and he's a competitor. And that's why now I think he'll get it. I didn't think he'd get it at the start of the year. But, um, you know, he, he is um, he's a gamer. Above all other things, Albert's a gamer. And he, um, boy, he's, he's just making it exciting right now. So what y'all's got? Does he get it? Does yeah, he hit 700? I, I, I just said I thought he would. Yeah, I think he does. I, I think he gets it, and I think he's, I, I, I would I'd say 701 or 702 is where he ends up. Well, here's the thing. When they need him, he'll come through. If they get into a situation where they need him, he'll come through. And, and, and look, winning baseball is not just about hitting home runs, but um, that's a byproduct of all that. And, um, the Cardinals are playing well right now, and Albert is in a Albert's in a pennant race, and I think that means more to him than anything. All right, last call we got here in this segment. Back to football, Eddie in Clarksville. Eddie two and zero. Bobby Petrino coming into town this week, and how excited are you after that performance? Woo! A big Rick Flair woo this morning. You know why not blow the whistle this morning? Nobody's gonna run on our parade. Hey, listen here, this is our time as a state, as a program, as a fan base to come together and what? Celebrate success and a program. And boy, are we celebrating this morning. Hey, I'm giving.
bringing down the house awards. Well, Eddie's got one called burning down the house. I want to start with Rocket Man. So I went to my record jukebox collection and put on Rocket Man by El John. We got the man in the backfield to run the ball. And I want to go to the man as always. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. Mr. K.J. Jefferson, we got the man at quarterback. I want to congratulate the defense. Six sack Saturday on Rattler. Woo! If I don't get some blood pumping, I don't know what will. I want to congratulate the big line. Now, you come to block Saturday, open it up them holes. Not a way to block. Woo! If I don't get you fired up, I don't know what will. We're in the top ten, nationwide, and we're climbing that pole. The hot things, the dinners, the game speed. If I don't get you pumped, I don't know what will. And just like I said, this fan base, you're great. No doubt about it. Uh, you are making a difference in our program. Uh, Coach, give me what you're doing. God bless you, sir. I mean, you took over a program. It seemed like hope was lost. And what have you done? You bring in a coaching staff. You change the belief in our program that we can compete against anybody. And, boy, Hunter, you're a check, sir. You don't get enough credit for having the wisdom in all our programs to hire the right people. It's all about coaching. It's all about recruiting. And I'm seeing this take place before our very eyes. The half pound becoming the blossom and Fayetteville, it's taste contagious. I, I love it. The house is on fire. The flames. And come Saturday, I want the families to be a flame. Let's welcome Bobby Petrino back to hump, the hump pound and burn the house down. I got my big place ready. I got my whistle. Woo! And we're going to get the crank up and roll over the bears. And this is what we're going to do. I tell you this, we're going to roll, not to take anybody for granted, but we're going to roll over the Bears. And after watching the Aggies, I got more hope than ever. We're taking the hump train to Arlington. And guess what? We're going to roll over you too. And, and I said this before the season started. We're going to have a chance as a program. Not the, the best, the best program in America coming to our house. All eyes in the country. This is going to be the biggest game if we take care of business. The next two games in the history of our program since 1969, all eyes in the nation will be on the burning house. Woo! Eddie, thanks for uh, the call. You know, Tommy, it sure is nice to be in that AP top 10 rather than Ryan McGee's bottom 10 football team. It's a little different from Morris to Pittman. Back-to-back seasons, you found yourself in that AP top 10. I just want a little bit of the dose of whatever Eddie takes in the morning. I mean, I just need a little bit of that. There was one good nugget in there. I don't know if we got time to talk about it, but sure. uh, he talked about the staff. I think that may be what Stan, Sam Pittman's done better than anything he's done, and that's put together a coaching staff. That's the thing that gets overlooked. I think we talked about Missouri earlier. I think that's their downfall up there is their staff. These young guys that have not been around that long, um, they can't hire a staff. I thought that was Chad Morris's undoing at Arkansas. Was he didn't he didn't hire good staff? Um, that is one of, if not the most important things, a head coach can do is hiring the right staff. 
Guys on defense are always talking about Barry Odom's game plan. We're seeing it's a little easier to to, to see an offensive game plan because I feel like that most people understand it a little better. But based on what you saw on Saturday, I'd say both those guys, uh, well, pretty worthy hires. And now with Nebraska open, you, you know now all the things are going to start rolling, and you 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 know you wonder that who Kansas will be the State candidates. guys, the one Nebraska needs to hire. That guy's a good coach. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Hey, I know a lot of you have been wondering, what's the deal with Jalen Catalan and Miles Slusher? Sam Pittman addressed that in the post-game press conference. Slusher will be back next week, Catalan. Y'all want to talk about that or not? Yeah, I think people want to know what's going on. There's been a lot of stuff out there. Catalan is having surgery on his shoulder, uh, reconstruction surgery on his shoulder, so he won't be back this year. Guys, I hate that for Jalen. Came back, and unfortunately another injury keeps him off the field. You know, you have to wonder about, you know, his football future when you talk about something like this. And, um, you know, the indication that I got from conversations over the weekend with the people who know is that this is a bad deal. And, um, you know, you more than anything, you feel for the guy. I mean, let's 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 get beyond the football for just a second. I mean, uh, this is a kid who's about to have major reconstructive surgery. He's already lost um, half a season. Um, I mean, you just have to, you know, you have to wonder what the future is going to hold for him. I thought one of the 
interesting nuggets out of what Sam Pittman said was he's just basically giving Catalan some leave from the program, yeah, won't be around absolutely. the building. And that that's I thought that was telling about, you know, kind of where Catalan was emotionally and that, you know, you could you could probably he's devastated. Just, he, yeah, exactly. I mean he could read into the pain, I guess is where I was going of where he was uh moving forward because now you had this vision of a future playing in the NFL and that that's probably vanishing in front of his eyes right now, honestly. Well, you think about a guy who has literally dedicated his whole life to doing this, and I know it's 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 a short life by yeah. comparison. I'm you know I'm not saying that it's not like a fifty year old getting the rug jerked out from under him, but by the same token, you know when you do think that you're going to be that guy, um, you think about not only what you can do for yourself, but what you can do for your family, what you can do for uh, you know your parents and the children that come along. Um, that's, that's what I'm sure is also going through his mind right now. Now, look, I wouldn't bet a nickel against this guy coming back. I know right now, any kind of decision you make right now, you make in large part on emotion. And I do think that it's a good idea to get away from all this for a little bit if you're him. And, uh, you know, there's, 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 you know, there's a lot of thinking that you got to do right now. And I hope he's got a good support group and uh, I know he's got a good family and uh, this is the time when a young man a very young man by comparison who's going through something really that seems really tragic um, I hope he has those people around him I think he does and he'll be okay you just don't know about the football part I guess we should point out he is a red shirt junior so right. the possibility of him playing it's conceivable least, it's, it, it's there conceivable. is eligibility I don't know what he's going to do but I'm just saying for those wondering, well, what he have? He is a redshirt junior. Other football headlines in your hog update: Arkansas jumps inside the top ten of the AP poll. You're eleventh on the coaching poll. Drew Sanders got named the National Defensive Player of the Week by Walter Camp Foundation. Guys, listen to these stats: eleven tackles, two sacks, and two forced fumbles. He was, as you said during the broadcast, Chuck. He was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he had three tackles for loss. You know, Sam Pittman on the pregame show. Um, boy, he, you know, he gives you good nuggets, man. I mean, he, he, I've done pregame shows with coaches who give you five minutes of nothing. And, uh, boy, he gives you, he's kind of like Dave Van Horn. If you pay attention, man, you can get a lot of stuff. But he talked on the pregame show about getting into their backfield. You know, we talk about it in simple terms. Can they get a pass rush? You know, tackles for loss, tackles for loss on running plays, are big plays, just as big as sack plays. You're, you know, they're lost yardage. You get them behind the chains, and that's one of the reasons they were not good on third down. I thought our defensive, you know, the the, the defensive line. Sometimes it was guys coming, but um, they got into that backfield. They were disruptive. Um, and that's one of the things that I thought they did really well defensively. Chuck, you weren't the only one that was talking with Coach Pittman on Saturday. They did a unique thing on college game day where Reese Davis was actually asking him some questions too. Well, if you're real comfortable, I mean, this phrase is going to keep on giving from watching warm-ups. Who's bringing the liquor to this party for your Razorback team today? Well, I hope somebody over the age of 21, you know, that would be preferable. <laughs> that was a great, that was, that was I had not genius. seen them do that before, mm-hmm. but Arkansas directly follows college game day. They've got Pittman with AirPods, and he's just walking around the field watching his team and 
Reese Davis is talking to him. It was awesome. Yeah, modern technology. It's pretty amazing what you can uh, what you can pull off. It works. All right, a couple more things. Nick Smith was named preseason national newcomer of the year by Blue Ribbon Yearbook. We haven't talked a lot of basketball lately, but I know you all haven't forgotten about what this season could hold for this team. The soccer team won yesterday 3-0. to zero. So Colby Hale squad keeping it rolling. You're That's- a soccer guy. You should know that. you got to learn to say nil, man. I mean, you're you a soccer guy. you got to learn to guy. say nil. I mean, I do you say points more. in baseball? Do you say Cardinals <laughs> Card- Card- got more points than the Pirates? Phil, uh, it's nil. Phil it's Weed. nil. It's not zero. Phil weeded that out of me doing halftime for a year. But not, you're the soccer nil. guy. You played high school soccer. Yeah, but weren't you a state champion? No, we were a state champion. Were you a state champion? Yes, we were a state were champion. You, were, no, I, were you a state champion? What am I supposed to say here? Yeah, we do you were, get a ring or do yeah. you get a medal in soccer? Do you get a ring got, or a medal? Yeah, we got does, state rings. Did you? Okay. Yeah, right. I got that. I was just my, curious in my memoir box or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, how many participation memoir, trophies? Memory, you got? memory box. Uh, His memoir no. box. <laughs> we won a state championship. Memoir. What are you talking about? Participation. Trophy? I just asked. I care I about winning. Asked. I'm a competitive oh, okay. SOB. All right. All right. You know, all right. Tore my ACL and didn't play in that game. But that's yeah, know. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, asking. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know the that's answer. That's what you were lining that up. All right. That's gonna do it for your hog update. Brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up. Guys, last night was the first time in probably months that I have not left my fan on. It feels good this morning. Nice little 50 degrees, a little brisk. Finally starting to get some fall. 48 in Fayetteville, fellas. 48 Mm. in Fayetteville. I think we've turned the corner. I I think these, these, you know, that, that last hurrah from summer, do you think it's gone? I think, I think we're done with that. I think this is, I don't know. I'll bet the people sitting on the east side on Saturday could probably tell you it's still a little bit hot. If we'd had yesterday's weather on Saturday, it would have been perfect. Man, it yeah, I mean, but no one could really unless you had one of those uh, great seats that were up underneath the press box in the overhang, like rows fifty-five yeah. or yeah, six. Those on the, are good seats. On the west those side. are good seats. When it man. rains and it's hot like that, those are. Those oh, are, those uh, are the old school dime. great seats right oh. there. They, they, they don't have chair backs. No. They don't have any of the fancy stuff. They're not going to bring you food, but no. you're under the overhang. You're between the 40s. That's a great seat. Yeah, you got to walk down to the concessions, but that, hey, you, you'll deal with it on a day like uh, day Absolutely. Like Hot Take Monday is brought to you by Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. We're talking about fall weather. That means camping weather, and you can do it in style with Grand Design, Forest River, KZ, Heartland, Keystone Alliance, those are the best brands. And Wheels has the best prices and a lifetime warranty on every new RV they sell. It's all at Wheels, five miles west of exit 72, off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. So I've told the story of my brother and one of his friends dressing up as Jessica Durrell and Bobby Petrino. Are we going to see a run on neck braces and, and motorcycle equipment and all that stuff this week? Right, I figured you'd be out peddling them this week, Ty. I, this is a good week. I'm mean, going to make some money. Just uh, sell some neck braces. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for the correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit 
all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with your promo code HTL. That's promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match of up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com, promo code HTL. Touchdown, Arkansas! At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs, we can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, Glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Who is the biggest fraud? Is it Notre Dame or Texas A&M from the weekend? Both teams losing, one to Marshall, one to Appalachian State. Guys, who's the bigger fraud between the Aggies and the Fighting Irish? I would go with Notre Dame because, you know, the way they hung with Ohio State, and it makes me wonder a little bit about Ohio State at this point. The way they hung with Ohio State gave me a belief that, hey, Notre Dame's going to be all right this year. So I would... I would lean towards Notre Dame, and this is what they do: they lose, they lose a home game they shouldn't, and um, you, know, you know, now they're completely out of any contention for the college football playoff. Chuck. Well, both these teams get way too much preseason love. Both of them got way too much preseason love, and you know, Notre Dame. This guy's lost his first three games. They took a flyer on this guy, and I'm sure he's a really good football guy, and I'm sure he's a really good guy by all accounts, but. Um, that's a job that's not just for anybody. You, uh, you've you, you've got to be larger than life. You look back through the history of that program, you got to have a larger-than-life personality if you're going to win there. And uh, I'm just not sure that they've got the right guy. You know, A&M, um, I watched, not live, but I went back and watched a lot of that game. I, I, I was shocked at how bad they are offensively. They are inept offensively. And uh, they, um, they're going to have to get that corrected or they're not done losing. Um, you, you know, they just – I mean, if you watched it, I'm not breaking any, any news to you. I mean, they were uh, – I was floored by how bad they are offensively. Haynes Keen sucks. He's horrible. I mean, they, they have not figured out a quarterback situation that well, Jimbo has recruited. Kellen Mott was not his quarterback. He was on campus when Jimbo arrived there. He, for all accounts, as heralded as a quarterback guru as people give him credit for – has not had a quarterback that he's recruited since Jameis Winston. That's just plain cut and dry the truth this morning. Well, that's not their only issue, though. It's not like A&M, you know, you look at them and it's like, wow, that's a really good team. They just don't have an experienced quarterback yet. They um, um, they were bad in a lot of ways. Now, defensively, they're pretty good. 
Boy, I don't know if you guys saw this. There's the video circulating around uh, social media right now of the Aggies yell practice on Friday night. And, uh, I mean, they were making fun of the Appalachia guys and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, they go out there on Saturday and lay an egg. No, I had to Google this team to make sure that they're even real. I was really confused because Appalachia is definitely not a state. But, sure enough, I found them. And they're located deep, and I mean deep in the backwoods just like you would think any hillbilly college that names themselves the mountaineers i just hope that these guys can get here tomorrow all right because i know for a fact that half of their football team can barely even read the name on their jerseys let alone read a map it's a shame that the only two brain cells that all these guys have left are gonna get knocked out Wrecking crew defense tomorrow. Let's have a fight, Texas yell practice. That guy's a loser, Tommy. <laughs> well, oh my god! So backwoods at college game day. Chuck's going there on Saturday. That's yeah. how in the backwoods boom. Well, I, I, I mean, uh, gosh, I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm thinking, is it just me, or are the kids today really stupid? And uh, uh, but you know, he's the one that's stupid. I, I shouldn't yeah. speak generally about that. He's <laughs> the one that's stupid. Yeah. I bet he wishes he had that back. I bet his parents are proud. What do you want to think? <laughs> So I don't think Aggies need to be questioning uh, anyone else's intelligence. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Professional people, professional service. Schedule your service appointment today at GoPascal.com. So you woke up this morning inside the top 10 once again. You were last year, you're this year after a solid performance from not just your offense, but your defense as well. Guys, it's nice to be back in the top 10. Bobby Petrino coming into town this weekend. Both Sanders had themselves a day rocking and drew, and that was really the story of the ball game. I thought. Yeah, and I don't know how much y'all looked at tickets, but Chuck, this is going to be close to a, a sellout game. It's going to be another big crowd. Tickets are... Actually, pretty hard to come by for this week when wow. you just look online and look around. This will be a tougher ticket than the South Carolina game mm-hmm. was, and a lot of that has to do with kickoff time. Um, six o'clock is, you know, I've come to believe that a lot of your attendance figures have more to do with the time of day than anything else. Um, there'll be a big crowd, and, and Petrino being back has a lot to do with it. You know, I'll say this, guys, after watching all these upsets over the weekend, I guarantee you Bobby Petrino saying that could be us. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to be preaching to his kids all week long. Now, I, I, as I said on the podcast, I don't, I don't think they can do it, but I think he'll have them believing it by Friday. And uh, when you watch a weekend of upsets like that, and you're playing one of those teams the next week, you can bet that they're going to be believing a little bit more than maybe they did. And but I think it also catches the attention of the favored team too. It's it's a lot easier for a head coach to say you better take these guys seriously. Look what. Look what happened to the Aggies, or look what happened in Nebraska, or you know, look at what happened in some of these other games. Sam Pittman, I would guess, is telling that as you just said to his team this week. Look, we don't want to be one of these teams. We've got all this momentum going. Let's keep it rolling when the Bears come into town. Let's welcome in Britt, who's in Stuttgart this morning. Britt, Brent, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. All right, Chuck. I just want to. I just want to. I just want. Ty and Tommy and you to know that y'all are the standard bearers for sports talk radio in the great state of Arkansas. I'm just going to tell you. 
Well, thank you, Brent. And I'm I'm just going to tell you guys, too, from up there in heaven, my dad was very, very proud of those offensive linemen from the for the Hogs. I'm just going to tell you. That, that, I don't know if you watch football up in heaven, but he if it was, he was saying, oh, my goodness gracious, these boys are physical right here. I'm just going to tell you that. And the biggest fraud in college football, it's got to be Jumbo, Jimbo, Fisher. I mean, <laughs> Notre Dame, they can't help it. They've had two coaches with no pe- no pedigree as a head coach, and they've both been disastrous. Going back to Jerry Faust, and Marcus Freeman is headed right down that road. You know, I, I think so, too. Yeah. I'm afraid so, too. They may take a uh, – they may give him another year, but they won't give him two, three. And Jimbo better get it get it right, get it right because he he needs yeah, – they're not above firing him because Kevin Sumlin had a better record at A&M at this point in his career than Jimbo Fisher. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Now I saw, shouldn't be quoting a Facebook graphic as my source, but it was like 35 and 15 versus 36 and 14 after 50 games for both those guys. You're exactly right, Brent. That, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's right almost there. similar it's records. Right close. Well, they're just and, bound by the extension. It's the extensions that kill you. And A&M's in a spot right now where they've got an extension on Jimbo and they're, they're going to have a hard time paying that out guys. Well, all I know is the the hogs are in the top top ten. Every everything's beautiful. Bobby Petrino's coming to town Saturday. We need to be on our P's and Q's, but I don't think we need to worry about that with this coaching staff. I'm I'm just telling you. I think they get they know how to get the attention of of our young of our of our players and. I, we've got to do something to speed up the college game. I mean, we re, we review if we ca- if we came out for the coin toss, a coin toss on time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it is ridiculous. I don't. How can how can we speed the game up, Chuck? As a uh, as a broadcaster, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it frustrates me. They take forever on those replays. It's like they got to call up their cousin, and you know, part of the deal is that I'm just going to say this, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but you know, they got a bunch of people in that replay booth up in that press box, and I've been to Birmingham. I've seen the exact setup. I know exactly what they do in there. I, I, I know where the people are stationed in the replay booth down there in Birmingham. They walked us all through it. Part of the deal is I got about 12 guys that got to touch everything. I mean, you got to have about 12, you got 12, 15 guys getting paid in there. Well, they got to justify their existence. So, well, I don't know. Let's call my cousin Ed down the road and see what he thinks. And I don't know. What do you think? Well, what do you think, coach? Well, I don't know. What do you think, Bob? Before you know it, you got eight or nine opinions going on. Tommy's shaking his head right now. He knows I'm being facetious, but it does seem that way sometimes. Well, you had the, the replay at the end of the game. I know you want to end the game correctly. The game was over on whether or not the knee was down. What was it? I think it's Chris Paul. Yeah, Pooh Paul that had picked up the the loose ball. So uh, technically, by uh, by the stat book, South Carolina ended the game with two fumbled series, uh, uh, fumbled the ball away twice in a row to end the game. Uh, you know, but whether or not that was going to be a score or not, I mean, 
that that took forever to kind of really figure out what was going on to end the game that was already over. I like the guy on Hog Reaction. He called in and said, I'm 10 beers deep, and I could tell that wasn't a touchback on KJ's fumble. <laughs> I don't need a replay for that. I've been drinking beer all day. We had some uh, we had some colorful calls on, on Hog Reaction. I think that of, of all the That was the calls, best one of the night. Yeah, of all the calls we receive throughout the week, and you, you're welcome to jump in here this morning, 877-377-6963. The Hog Reaction calls are the best. And, Chuck, thanks for – Thanks for hopping on with us, man. I know you got a long day on Saturday, so it was it's fun to get. That was some, all right. That was fun. It's uh it's always fun to talk about Hog win, either directly after the game or that. But I mean you look at this football game, guys. I mean, let's look at KJ through two weeks. Through two weeks, KJ is seventy seven percent, four touchdowns throwing. He's got nearly hundred and thirty rushing yards, two touchdowns there, zero turnovers, though. And that's kind of the biggest thing. If you want to look at one thing that he's done to this point, he's just not putting the ball for the most part in harm's way. So difference between throwing when you want to and throwing when you have to. When you can run the ball, you throw when you want to. And when you throw when you want to, you're going to complete the vast majority of those passes. And you'll find when you find yourself in a position where you have to throw, that's when the problems come. Um, or you complete passes like South Carolina did at the end of the game that look pretty and pad your stats, but they in no way, shape, or form put you in a position to win the game. That's what happened, in my opinion, on some of these numbers that got their offensive numbers that got skewed at the end of the game. But all this stuff's a byproduct of being able to run the ball. Tommy, I love what KJ said about running the ball. When I'm running the ball, it's just one man can't tackle me, so I try to carry that throughout when I'm in the pocket or – Anything, so I just try to – that's just my mentality, man. Just just a mind thing, just being able to just run hard, fall forward, gain positive yards, and just keep the turns rolling. So I'm pretty sure my teammates like it too to get them fired up as well. So. Well, you run the ball to win, but you were talking about his, his accuracy a minute ago. I read this note uh, from the game notes after the game Saturday. He completed 85.7% of his passes for 162 yards and one touchdown. His completion percentage ranked second in school history. Uh, for a game, the the record is held by Ryan Mallett, eighty seven point five percent versus Tennessee. Here's the here's the interesting part to the note though. Jefferson and Mallett have combined for each of the four top single game passing percentage marks. So when you look at the record book, those two quarterbacks hold the highest records for percentage completion in the game. You know, it's interesting because both those quarterbacks. You know, when you look at them, I don't think anybody disputes that Mallett's the better passer. I mean, by far and away, and that's not a knock on KJ. I mean, Mallet, you know, he could, he could, I mean, he, he could sling it all over the place. He can make any throw you wanted to make. Arkansas used the pass to set up the run in the Bobby Petrino era. They did most of their running in the second half. They ran to win after they built the lead. That's when they blitzed most of the time on defense. They built the lead and then they ran to win in the second half. And Arkansas, on the other hand, now. That passing game set up by the running game. You know, KJ's numbers wouldn't be what they are if they didn't run the ball the way they do. Oh, go look at that Warren Thompson touchdown, guys. There's no one within 10 yards of him when he's just sitting in the back of the end zone because KJ's running that read option to the right that everyone comes well, up. That's the RPO. Yeah. That's uh, the yeah, RPO. Yeah, yeah, he right runs there. forward and then he just sucks yeah. everybody in. Yeah. Gets them yeah, off that's the, the RPO. That's exactly. And that's the, that's the, when you can perform or execute that part of the RPO, where it you you make the linebackers and the corners come up because that's exactly he, he moved forward a step and a half and then just stopped went back and then he was wide open and that yeah that was the one thing when I went back and watched it yesterday Orlovsky said hey 
He'd been talking to uh, to Bryles before the game. Those safeties for, and then I'm just quoting what he's saying. Those safeties had had uh, a tendency on South Carolina's film to peel off like that. And he said it was only a matter of time before Bryles took that shot, and that's exactly what happened on that play. That safety gave gave it away, and KJ read it and executed the throw perfectly. Kendall Bryles is just getting started. We're finally seeing what we talked about all offseason that he's never had a starting quarterback return on any of his teams since he's been the offensive coordinator. KJ's going to break Felipe's record from two years ago, completion percentage. So there, there's not any doubt in my mind that he's going to have the single season best completion percentage. And guys, we're through two games. I bet Kendall has a full part of the playbook that he hasn't even gotten to yet at all that are going to blow defensive coordinators out of the water in, in the coming weeks. Well, well, you know, we're just going to have to see if they can continue to run the ball. You run the ball, you can expand that playbook. Yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that note up, though, because I think if you just went out on the street, certainly before this season, and ask, hey, who's the better quarterback, KJ or Ryan Mallett? I think I think seven or eight out of ten would have probably told you Ryan Mallett. And, and I just bring that stat up, that number up, because KJ, I think, is going to play his way into the same conversation in the same breath. I think he's maybe already done it, Chuck. Maybe. I mean, Mallow's pretty gifted now, guys. He I was. mean, uh, Mallow's pretty gifted. Well, I say KJ's it as a compliment are, to KJ. You yeah. know, KJ's a really good player. They're different types of players. I it, 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 it makes it hard to compare them. They ran different types of offenses, both very good offenses, both very efficient and put a lot of points on the board, but different different type offenses. Well, he's a running quarterback in the RPO versus a pocket yeah. passer. Mallet, I love Mallet. I don't think he can run the RPO. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. These guys are pros. They've been around for over 50 years. They're Arkansas-owned. They're Arkansas-operated. Uh, you know, Charlie Boyce, Razorback great. He's the owner of Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. And there, there's there, there's a lot of former Razorbacks that are out there. When we went out there the other day, I mean, it was like old home week. Trey Holloway's out there. Nick Schmidt's out there. Casey Rowlett, Daryl Madej, Brian McClelland. Uh, there's others, too. There's some former football players, softball players out there. But they really do a terrific job. And I think as you deal with them, you're going to find that out as well. They are pros. They are pros. And, you know, Charlie's a third-generation HVAC operator and you know a lot's changed over that time I'm sure but Pasco's always been the trusted choice for your home heating and air needs we're about to get into that time of the year so go with the pros you trust Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric Arkansas owned Arkansas operated you can call or schedule online today gopascal.com not a great night for Dallas Cowboy fans Dak Prescott looks like he's going to be out half the season here is Mike McCarthy on his quarterback. Well, I mean, they're talking as it's going to require some surgery, but we haven't talked even talked to the doctor yet, so it's a significant injury. Is it a broken thumb, or is it are you sticking with hand? It's on his hand, um, th- in the thumb area. I mean, it's it's a significant injury. Um, once we get all the facts, you know, we'll, we'll get that to you. I mean, like I said, yeah, he's, he didn't see the doctor yet. I don't know if you guys were up to, to watch the end. The NBC was all over it, and Collinsworth pointed this out, that they, they had the video of Dak holding his hand, but then after the game was over, the trainer was coming over to talk to McCarthy, and all you could do was read the lips, and he's like, oh, wow, and he just hung his head. 
and uh, you, you just presume they were giving him the news of Prescott, and he confirmed it later with that audio there. But you could see he, you could see the uh, the hope for the, for the next few weeks wow. pouring out of his face when he was given that news, and NBC had had the perfect shot of it. Yeah, you could see when it happened. I mean, when they showed the replays, like, oh man, that's not good. He's going to be out for a long time. I don't know if you guys saw after the game. You know, Jerry, there's a video, uh, there's some video of Jerry and Steven and the big entourage walking through the, you know, the tunnel. Um, you know, Jerry broke the news about Dak to the media before, you know, he even talked to the team or anything like that. And a lot of the players who were interviewed after the game, there was the reporters that were uh, asking him questions that actually broke the news to him about Dak. And Jerry kind of threw everybody under the bus after the game last night, coaches, everybody. It was... Um, it's going to be a long year. I mean, it's just going to be a long year. And that's the thing about it. A game like that last night, you lose. Then you lose your quarterback. And, um, you know, you're one game into the season and it already looks shot. And you lost your left tackle before the season began. Yeah. Then brought, I mean, it just injuries have already defined a season that's only a game old. Yeah. So the Cowboys got slaughtered by Tom Brady and the Bucks. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, they looked really good against the Arizona Cardinals. That defense is actually pretty pretty good as well. They limited Kyler Murray. Packers, we sucked. Aaron Rodgers has no one to throw the ball to. Devontae Adams, he's having fun with Derek Carr and the Raiders. We did, had, uh, did Aaron Rodgers get a haircut? He did. Was it a cut or a trim? You need to get a haircut like Aaron Rodgers. He got a buzz, didn't he? I, I mean, he got all that stuff cut off, didn't he? I'm not getting a haircut, Chuck. I'm going to well, keep it Well, you need to get a haircut like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, a lot of missed field goals. So we had one game into the tie, Indianapolis and Houston. You had tons well, that early of missed wave field was goals. Great, oh, overtime, man, that early wave was awesome. I had a, a full large pizza, and I sat with the boys <laughs> and didn't do a thing all Day until we worked on the Steelers game. I mean, my goodness, it was was nobody wanted to win that game. No, I mean, it was fun to watch. One game ended in a tie, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, there were a lot of close ones. Yeah, it was fun. Boswell kicked that game winner for the Steelers against Cincinnati. Burrow threw four picks, and that that Boswell kick came as time expired in overtime. That was, you know, that was it. That was play from being another play away from being another tie. It was not, yeah, the uh, initial Eagles. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans, Eagles, and I know it's the Lions. A.J. Brown was a good pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the team to beat in the NFC East. I still think the the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't agree with Bart Bart Scott, I still think the Kansas City Chiefs are the team to beat, not just in that division. We'll see about the AFC. But, Chuck, you said it on Friday. The Bills are the best team in the NFL after what I saw offensively and defensively. Josh Allen and company, that is the team to beat this year. That is going to be a fun team to watch throughout the year. And him and Diggs, the connection. I think they're a great team. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned. Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Did the pregame show with Zach. Got on the road at five minutes after eight. 
and I was in lot 56 at five minutes after nine. Now, I'm going to tell you, there was no moss growing under the tires coming up I-49. But I'm going to tell you, if you didn't run ni- close to 90, you were going to get run off the road coming up the hill. Everybody was in a hurry to get there. But an hour from the fort into lot 56, and we spent 10 minutes, which I didn't think was bad, between getting off the exit, exit 60, and then the hardest, the biggest bottleneck was getting through the four-way stop there by by Baum. Once we got in the parking lot, everything was fine. Getting into the stadium, less than 10 minutes. So whatever adjustments, whatever issues they made, and we went into the stadium at 1030. I thought I thought the operation was, was smooth, Chuck, on Saturday. I, you know, every, I've not heard anybody complaining. I'll put it that way. Now, I'm sure there are always complaints. I, I, I don't I, I don't discount that. And I'm sure that there's always somebody that didn't have a great experience. But I didn't hear the, you know, I didn't hear the mass complaints the way that I think we all did after the first game. So I thought it'd be better. Um, you know, they've got capable people there. It's not their first time out. And I thought it'd be better. And, and they apologized for the day that it wasn't. So I, I don't. I don't know what more they can do, really. Now, I ended up at Dixon after the game, but it wasn't by bus. <laughs> it wasn't by shuttle <laughs> bus. It was by foot. It was by choice and by foot. So, uh, uh, you know, so I can't attest to how the traffic was southbound out of the stadium because, uh, you know, we, we had to go and make sure that uh, the, the beer was the perfect temperature over there on Dixon Street. After well, yeah, you, sometimes you got to be a well, taste tester. Well, I mean, you know, that, I've got a certification. You know, uh, yeah. you know, Drew's got one of these um, minister degrees or whatever. He got online for 50 bucks. I'm a certified uh, beer temperature tester. So, how, I mean, I had to, had to use that. On how late did you stay up? Did you stay out there oh, past no, 6 no. o'clock? I, I, was back in, uh, the, I was back in the Valley for dinner that night to watch... Uh, what were you watching? Kentucky and uh, in Kentucky Florida. Kentucky and Florida. Yeah, that was a good game. So. I told you guys Kentucky would win that game. You were right. You, you did. Uh, Kentucky. My Anthony Richardson looked horrible. He was bad, and he's I, we just gotta, good enough to get you beat. We got to remember that he's a true sophomore too. Well, he, didn't, he doesn't have a lot of game experience, and I didn't. I didn't think about that. But Kentucky, man, that they didn't let him beat him with the, with his legs. They didn't let him get out of the pocket and run the football. Is what. Kentucky did not do so. He they forced him to throw, and he couldn't make the throws. Who do you think would win if Arkansas and Kentucky play this year? That'd be, I a, think de- be a good game. I think it'd be a good the training rooms would win. They would be. Very I think busy. Arkansas would win. I think Arkansas would win, but I think that um, Kentucky's really physical. Now, you know, I watched that game Saturday night, and 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 I did. You know, there are times you watch Kentucky, and it's the same old Kentucky. You know, they struggle to move the ball, good defensively. Um, but, you know, some Kentucky teams in the past, like I'll take, for example, when, you know, Richardson uh, thought his receiver was going to run a hitch and he, he he ran a fade and he threw it right to the defensive guy and he scored a touchdown on the pick six. In years past, the Kentucky guy would have dropped that. You know, you, you know, now they make those plays and they score. And, and that's why they won the game. They, they were a lot more physical than uh, Florida. You know, <laughs> Again, we talk out of both sides of our mouth. I, 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 I just was was floored by how Florida got all that attention after beating Utah when the day before everyone was saying there's no comparison between the SEC and the Pac-12, which there's not. But then we gave Florida extra credit for beating Utah because they were overrated at number seven. And so we treated that win over Utah like it was a big win over a great Pac-12 team. Florida jumped too much into the pole. Uh, They're not as physical up front as Kentucky, and 
That's why Kentucky won the game. I, I wasn't blown away by either team, to be honest with you. It was one of those deals like we talked about earlier. Did you watch a single team this weekend that scared you? Neither one of those teams would scare me. No, you know, even the teams at the top, I mean, we talk about Alabama. They had a flat performance, you could say, with a penalty-ridden performance against Texas. Texas, Georgia did not play up to Kirby Smart standards. He was very critical of his team uh, following the game. So, I mean, I think when you have some of these um, games like we saw a week ago, particularly with Georgia and particularly with Notre Dame and Ohio State, it's hard to put it together two weeks in a row when the the opponent – doesn't necessarily um, get you going. What y'all think about Texas getting ranked after losing? They're twenty four. Is that I expected 21? it? I expected it. It's 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 another one of those brand rankings. And and look, Texas played like a top twenty five team Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think a lot more about that. I think it was a lot more about Alabama in that game. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna point something out here, and it pertains to BYU, Colorado State. When you go to a place you've never been before. And everything is different. Now, they didn't change time zones, but they went to a place they'd never been before. Um, strange things happen. Penalties, playing without your normal poise. And I think a lot of it is because you're in an environment where the whole world seemingly is against you and you've never been there before. There's a familiarity. You've always got somebody or a bunch of guys on your team in all probability who have played in the stadium that you're going to play in that night. And um, when you go to a place you've never been before, that's when stuff like this happens. I mean, there's, just, there's still kids. A lot of fans wouldn't think this off the cup, but you're more likely to lose at BYU than to lose against a and I mean, not only do the rankings say that, I just think the eye test says that. I mean, you look at BYU right now, I mean... <laughs> Well, based on this past Saturday night, that's correct. I mean, but now we don't know that it's going to be this way this coming Saturday. I want to see what, based on what we've seen. Yeah. I want to see what A and M does to Miami. They got Miami this week. Mm-hmm. I want to see what yeah. they can do against the the U. I'll bet A and M plays a good ball game Saturday night. I would not pick against them Saturday night. I don't remember if that game's in it's college. It, it is in college. It's station. in college station. Okay. Yeah. He better win. <laughs> that seat's getting pretty hot for Jimbo. JW in London's got a hot take for us this morning. JW, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Hey, before my hot take, uh, I'm looking forward to this next Saturday because it's the like you say on one of your uh, promos. This is the uh, best time of the year, and anybody who thinks that we're not in for a fight on Friday are not paying attention. I think we'll win. But it's not, they're not just going to give it to us. We're going to have to take it. Uh, as far as for my hot take, if you'll indulge me, uh, back in high school, right between my junior and senior year, four of us boys, mostly working class and lower middle class, uh, we had a band. We practiced in a garage. We practiced in the garage of the richest guy whose daddy was a highway patrolman. So he let us set up all of our equipment in his garage. Well, we got into a big fight one night because two people wanted to play the Beatles and me and Schmidt wanted to play the Rolling Stones. So it got, it escalated. So Schmidt and I, the drummer, had a blue Vespa motor scooter. So me and him, and I had hair just barely long, at that time, it was considered long, which is barely long. We get on the motor scooter and head out. We say, the heck with this and get out of that. Now, the reason I mentioned that, we were kind of cool doing that. 
because nobody else had a scooter like that. But I'm, and it's, I'm still laughing. I'm imagining Ty wrecking a little blue motor scooter and can no way in the world imagine him on a Harley Davidson mo- no. bike. And, it, and again, this is one of the reasons I listen to y'all. I find some reason to laugh every time I listen to you in the morning. Yeah, Y'all man. have a good day, okay? We'd be calling him Thanks, Road Rash when he got done. He said Road Rash. Yeah, yeah, that's what we'd be calling if him. I, if I wrecked a, a moped ute scooter, I think I'd probably wreck a Harley Davidson. Probably uh, an investment in itself to not invest in a in a scooter. I didn't know where that plane was going to land. It finally did. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to buy a Harley scooter this week. Do we see a run, Do we see anyone buy a, scooter, a Harley Davidson this week, Tommy? Simply because I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Hey, I knew guys when Petrino wrecked his Harley. I knew guys that had Harleys at home. Their wives made them sell them. Did they really? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. That was uh, that was a tough week for motorcycle owners around our state. Yeah. Those guys that you, you guys that own Harleys know what I'm talking about. Was it because they wrecked it, or because they were worried that, that their husbands uh, got it's a because they had to answer a lot of questions about what they were doing when they were riding that Harley? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to ride with the boys, sweetheart. Uh, uh, the boys, huh? The hey, when in, a, in the wreck. Hey, when a when a 50 year old man can ride around with a 22, 23 year old woman on the back of his Harley and you've got one at home and you may have to answer a few questions that night. I really did. I knew a guy who, uh, after the Petrino wreck, his wife made him sell his Harleys. Jeez. True I, story. I feel for that guy this morning. That's, uh, talk about a, a t- hey, it was, unlucky it, it, situation. It was that kind of era, guys. That was a tough week now. Uh, that, was, that was a tough week. If you were around and of age and remember and were close to that, that was a tough week. I still remember Trevor Maddage on College Football Live telling the world that Arkansas was going to drop outside of the top 10 in the 2012 season. I thought he was an idiot. Sure enough, that season fell apart, and we were horrible that year. All right, back to the phones. Robert has called in. Robert, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Hey, guys. Real quick, on Saturday, a bunch of people called in. We want Bama. We want Bama. I know they had a bad game, but I would be leery still because they are physical. They put the quarterback, the number one quarterback, out. They broke his collarbone. I know you can get hurt on any given Saturday. That's a given. But they're still physical. And I don't know that we're ready to, you know, we, I think we need to get a few more games. And we don't need to lose any more kids either. I'm just saying, everybody wanting that just because we've won two games. I think we better, you know, let's win a few more and then go after the big one. Well, I don't about. disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Good, good Alabama's got a way of ruining all your plans. Yeah. You know, the biggest play from that game that we haven't even talked about was the roughing the passer in the end zone, Cole. Yeah. I mean, th- Alabama got a gift from the gods. Oh, there. they sure did. Because there is no way in the world. I don't know how you come up with roughing. I mean, and listen, for all those that say I always defend the story, I have no idea how in the world you come up with that. Alabama got a gift from the football gods. On that play, Big it was looking to me. It, it it looked to me like they were just trying to find a reason, yeah, to make that play okay for Alabama, where they didn't have to just like you know go against them there. Because it, it should have been a safety. Was right? that not should have been? Was that, I was going to say that wasn't great. Anybody watching the game? I mean, sometimes guys look. I like replay, but gosh, I mean, sometimes you know they get down to they get bogged down in the minutia as a boss of mine used to say years ago. And uh, they, uh, I mean, sometimes you got to go by the eye test. Again, kind of like that caller on halftime or on uh, hog reaction. 
You can be 10 years deep or 10, 10 beers deep. See, that was a safety. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that to me was the biggest play of the college football weekend because if that play goes a different direction, I mean, we're talking about a whole different whole different outcome, perhaps. Texas was able to get pressure consistently on Bryce Young in that game and also limited Alabama and Jameer Gibbs running the football. If Arkansas can do that, they'll have a chance. But like you said, there were a couple, and Alabama was still heavily penalized in that game. There was a couple PIs that McKistry and some of the other dudes were getting away with. They uh, they were beyond fortunate, and Saban knows to escape Boston with the victory because they well, by no means won that football game. Again, I mean, what happens one week doesn't always tell you what's going to happen the next week. And, you know, we saw Alabama win. Let's not forget that. We saw Alabama win. Um, They didn't play up to the standards that a lot of people think Alabama ought to play up to. But nothing that happened Saturday is going to change the way Arkansas would approach that game with Alabama. Nothing at all. Um, You still have to run the football to have a chance to win. If Alabama had blown Texas off the field, it has still been the same way. Or if Texas had upset them and Alabama had lost, it has still been the same thing. you got to run the ball when you play them. And if you can't, you're not going to have a chance to win. We're taking a lot of calls this morning, 877-377-6963. Our text line's not working. We're not ignoring you. But if you want to get your opinion heard, you got to call us like Woods and Benville has this morning. Go ahead, Woods. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, I was in Columbus, Ohio this week, uh, so I got to see a whole lot of Buckeyes fans that were just wanting to beat uh, Arkansas State, and I was like, that's kind of pathetic. Um, but anyway, my, my deal is, um, I mean, they, they ran Rocket Sanders into the ground on Saturday, and we didn't see a whole lot of A.J. Green. I know that DJ's out. Like, where are we going to see like the distribution of the football as far as ground game? You know, at some point, because these guys aren't going to be able to to last. You know, a full season taking that many carries and that much punishment. I don't know. I think he's up to it. I mean, it's not like they gave it to him 30, 35 times. I mean, he had twenty carries in the first game. He had twenty four in the second game. Um, when Dominique comes back, you know, is he going to get the carries the green got? Is he going to get the carries that Dominion's getting? Uh, are they going to keep rocket at 2024? I'm inclined to think it probably goes down to 15 to 18, but, um, I know Sam Pittman feels like he's durable. He, he, he's been pretty emphatic on that, that he thinks he can handle the load. And, um, you know, you're trying to win the game. You're trying to win that Saturday. And you do what you have to do to win that Saturday. And they're going to get Dominique back. And I think they're okay at that spot. you got to be deep. But I, I think they've got some depth there. I, I, I think you run the hot hand until you can't run him anymore. I think Rocket's been great through two weeks. Back-to-back 100-plus-yard performances. He's stiff-arming now, people. Now, I hear what Woods is saying. I hear what Woods is saying. And, 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 and he's not off base. I just think that um, Rocket is... I, I think Rocket can handle 15 to 20, maybe even 22 carries a game. He's your best weapon outside of KJ. Yeah, Clearly. no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Hey, guys, you've heard me talking about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. and I talk about their professionalism, and they certainly are. But, you know, they're also great negotiators. And when you look at the market right now, and if you're trying to sell a home, trying to buy a home, 
you know, it's not maybe as simple as it once was. Well, I'm going to set the price here. Okay, I'm going to offer about 4000 less. I mean, you, you hear stories all the time about, gosh, I put my house on the market. I got, I got five offers above list. Or if you're a buyer, it's like, well, I made a great offer, and then somebody outbid me. And you've got to understand the art of negotiation. And that's what real estate professionals understand. And that's what they understand at Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. That's important. Because you want to get as much as you can. If you're selling, if you're buying, you don't want to pay any more than you have to. But you do want to get into that house. And so you can turn it over to them. They'll get you from contract to close. They'll negotiate. They'll get you from contract to close. If you're selling, they'll get you your money. If you're buying, they'll give you the key to your dream home. So look for their yellow signs around town. You see them all over the place. They've got offices in Fayetteville and Springdale. They're in Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. Real estate pros, full-time professionals. WeikertGriffin.com. You mentioned Sam Pittman Nuggets in our hog update. He also gave a, a nugget that really stood out to me in the postgame press conference. It's a line of scrimmage game in this league, and it depends on if you want to make it that or not. We do. You know, we want to make it a line of scrimmage game, and it feels good, to be honest with you. You know, I think everybody in the stadium felt good on the first three possessions. Chuck, I know you really harped on that in the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast, episode five, that came out this morning. Well, I mean, I've, I've harped on it every time I, I mean, I harp on it every time I talk about football. I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole deal. You better be good up front or you don't have a chance. And, um, you know, the, you know, the story in that, in terms of Dalton Wagner talked about it after the game is, you know, they challenged him on Monday. First thing, you know, Pittman said on the pregame was we've challenged our line of scrimmage guys. We've challenged both sides this week. And then Wagner in the postgame said, you know, it was Monday, I guess. Pittman came in and, I mean, he just, you know, he laid the wood and uh, set the challenge. And so, um, you know, that's how you win games. Yeah. Well, it showed up in third down conversions. You just look at Arkansas, 9 of 16. But I want, I want to point out these first three drives that – you know, you get off to three touchdowns in a row. Arkansas had 12 drives, and it's really 11 because that, that last one counts as a drive, but, you know, it was six seconds to go after Arkansas got the ball back on replays. Really, 11 drives in the game. Arkansas scores six times. Their first three drives, 13 plays, 63 yards, five almost 540 off the clock. 12 plays, 75 yards, over four minutes off the clock. Nearly five minutes on a 12-play, 61-yard drive. Chuck, those are devastating to the opponent because how are we going to stop these guys? We can't get the ball away from them. They're just smashing us in the head. I mean, those are the those are the kind of drives that while they're not uh, you know exciting with a forty or fifty yard pass, you're just imposing your will from the get go on South Carolina, and they could do nothing to turn it away. Yeah, I mean, it just you know kind of again depends on how you define fast start. Sometimes it's uh, on the second play from scrimmage, you throw off play action, hit a deep ball, crowd goes crazy, two-play drive, you're up seven to nothing. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. But I think what we've seen Arkansas do is, you know, in their first possession against Cincinnati and, and you know, right off the bat against Cincinnati and certainly this past Saturday, they, they took control at the line of scrimmage. And I've always believed that um, – well, if your first couple of possessions, you control the line of scrimmage, you're going to control it all day. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.